This is Nerve Radio. Hello and welcome to the latest installment of the Delayed Kickoff podcast number. I don't know what number anyone is that 18, 19? Episode 50. 50? 50? 50. Yeah, okay. I'll believe that when I uh, see it. Um, as you can hear, we're joined by Maximus. Do you want to uh, do your greeting? Hello. 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 And eventually, uh, joining the call is Jamie. Yep. Hi. Shall I be the shittest host possible? <laughs> no, do you want to explain? I'll let you try and explain what went on. Well, I mean, it's probably, it's mainly probably to do with the fact that I woke up five minutes ago and tried to join the meeting. No, probably about it. But I, I just never successfully joined these meetings straight away. There's always something that goes wrong. I don't understand how it went wrong the first time because I was just typing in the numbers that you told me and it just kept saying incorrect passcode. I don't, yeah, I don't know. And then we couldn't out, find out how to use a fucking hashtag on a Mac. So it's everyone's fault, really. <laughs> yeah, 33% um, all of us. And yeah. then 1% Hannah for just sleeping. Yeah, at least she gets to sleep. <laughs> we don't make you go to bed at 10 a.m. Yeah, but you do make me wake up. I did. I did. I did recommend 6 p.m. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't want to do 6 p.m. Um, right. Um, let's go on to the news very, very uh, quickly. Uh, the biggest news of the week breaking yesterday was, of course, the death of one of the best footballers that's ever graced planet Earth. Diego Maradona, he was age 60 and died from a heart attack. And of course, he was before our time, but we still saw plenty of videos, I'm sure, of him just to show yeah. how much of a talented plenty, footballer he was. Plenty of stories have been told about Diego Maradona. Some may not always um, portray him in the correct light, but I think it's fair to say that he is probably the greatest to ever do it or one of the greatest to ever do it, certainly. Um, this is this is a difficult situation because I think the last podcast we did, one of the news items was the successful surgery on the brain, brain clot they had. Yeah, yeah. And we talked in length then about Diego Maradona. So I don't think we'd expected a couple of weeks later to talk about him dying. So yeah, it is quite sad. I've um I've got an Argentine friend and obviously my heart weeps for him because he's, he's devastated. He's, I've I've never known him so upset. But uh yeah, there's certainly feel for everyone out in Argentina and for everyone in Naples, uh, Barcelona, Sevilla, uh, all, all the clubs that Maradona played for and touched um, in his own little way. Um, I'm, I'm going to say something controversial here, but Maradona dying to Argentina would probably be what the Queen dying to England would be. And now that is a very big yeah, thing I'd, Well, I'd actually argue... The same, mate. Actually, I was at, he's a god. He was I was actually sat yesterday trying to think of what the equivalent would be for us, hmm. but I genuinely couldn't think of one. He's more or less he's the king of Argentina, yeah. like the, in his own right. Yeah, it's nice. That, um, he had controversies, but I think ninety nine percent of what I've seen on Twitter has been people remembering him for. What, what he did the football. on the pitch, yeah, yeah, and and not not other things. 
obviously which, the hand of God was. Yeah, that was iconic. Not iconic in a bad way. That is, for England. In in primary school, every every cunt would just jump in the air and punch the ball in the net and scream "Hand of God." <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was synonymous. Um, but yeah, but it was the exact same game. He scored one of the greatest goals ever, wasn't it? Yeah. Ran the length of the pitch. Did what Maradona did like best. And... The best goals to this day that I've seen. Like, oh, without doubt. I think that, doubt. I think that beats uh, even Messi's goal v Bilbao, Bale's goal v Barcelona. All those goals that are known for the way that the player got past other players. And that's just the best. If you're looking at goals in terms of that aspect, that, that's the best goal. Um, yeah, when you, when you think of like elegant players from that mm-hmm. era, you have to yeah. think that they were doing it on like pitches that weren't half as good as what we have now. Yes. The game but, was like the game was far more violent back then. So yeah. you, you oh, get yeah. people flying in two footed at him. You, you can only imagine what players like Maradona, Pele, uh, George Best would have done on the pitches of today. Yeah. Um and it's sad play, to yeah. think about, but yeah, it's getting it's getting to almost fucking non contact sport. So imagine them players yeah. playing today. Yeah, Maradona would not have lasted five minutes in today's game, which is a shame. But why did what makes you say that? Well, because he'd always be sent off. The stuff he was getting away with in his day was fine because that's what football was then. But now, you know, if he did half of what he was doing, I'm not sure he'd get sent off. Yeah, but he'd done even better in today's game. He'd he'd also dribble past seven people every time he got the ball. Oh yeah, he toasted like eight players. On the footballing side, he'd be better. Win, but imagine Maradona running at Luke Shaw. <laughs> yeah. Shaw's winning that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just it was actually um, weirdly enough, fifth, exactly fifteen years to the day that George Best uh, died as well. Yeah, yeah. I so that. that was quite uh, sad mm. to see two, yeah, I mean, two of the all-time greats. It is like. It is insane to think that, like, when you consider how many people play or have played football, yeah, and then to be considered probably the greatest of all time by so many people, so many people have said he's the greatest of all time. Yeah, you consider how many people have played football, and he's the man. He's the one man who is the best. Like that's just unreal. That's that's almost yeah. You've got every kid's dream. Yeah, and. Obviously, he's rags to riches. He's one of the biggest rags to riches stories in football. Um, I don't know whether any of you have seen the documentary on him. I went to watch it last year in the cinema with my dad. It was it's really like very inspiring, very uplifting. Um, tells a great story. Um, but now, honestly, I don't think you'll ever see another Diego Maradona. Ever. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, the closest thing you could probably get to him was Messi in the boat from Argentina. Yeah, yeah, but um, I, I think even Messi will admit it, it will never be as good as Maradona. Yeah, I, I think as well, from people who don't like football, they still know who Diego Maradona is. He was that oh, good yeah. a player. He's an um, icon. Oh, yeah, without he's, doubt. He's just a massive character as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's just more well-known. Mm. Definitely. Um, I'm sure in the future we should do some sort of like Mount Rushmore of footballing greats. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I think that'd on be a it. big question in the future because I think Maradona would be on there for sure. But hmm. that's for a different time. 
Yeah, when when we know so much about him and we never even watched him play football, that says a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, absolute icon. Um, and unfortunately, he's uh, died at the. Uh... Well, to be fair, his body is. Yeah, I mean, he was. His body was going through the paces, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. With various stuff. And ever since, even since his playing days. Yeah, I mean. This didn't. This didn't come as. I mean, it still came as a huge shock as it would, when one of the footballing icons dies. But you you kind of thought it was going to come soon, especially with that surgery. Even though it was successful, Mm -hmm. you still thought about it. But anyway, um, list of twenty twenty, giving us a big dick. Yeah, absolutely. Some absolute sporting icons uh, leaving us, unfortunately. Mm. Um, Maybe. Obviously, Nobby Styles. Nobby, yep, Nobby Styles. Ray Clements. Yeah. Leaving us this year, sadly. Uh, Stalin Moss from Formula One, he died this yeah. year, I think. Just, so, yeah, it's... Um, this is the second podcast now where we've had to start on a... On, on a sad note, yeah. Yeah, right, that's a, good, that's a good point, actually. So, let's uh, try and up the mood a little bit with um, the news that... Up to 4,000 fans are allowed back into stadiums in low-risk areas. So, I think... Go on. There's not a single team on this podcast that is actually, even second teams, I think, that have actually allowed, got their fans allowed in. So, we can't even go and watch, obviously... Well, we claim our second teams at Bristol, Coventry and Rochdale. It's, It's in Tier 2 that they're allowed, isn't it? Yeah. I so think I think clubs. that's Liverpool, London-based clubs. Yeah, and it's almost it's almost everyone, but fucking United and City. And why? What are Wolves? Are Wolves uh, tier three as well? So we can't go. Wolves are tier three. So what? What teams are actually allowed fans? Uh, Liverpool. Hang on, I've got the diagram up here. Um, uh, Liverpool. I think Brighton local are, to us. Southampton are. Can't remember who else. Uh, Liverpool. I swear, Liverpool were. One of the worst in the country not long ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, no, I'm, so I'm surprised they, Liverpool they carried out the mass testing. So, yeah, to be fair, mass testing. So, it's Arsenal, Brighton, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Everton, Fulham, Liverpool, Southampton, Spurs, and West Ham United in the Premier League. Right, I'm gonna. I was gonna say that I was gonna say that this is an unfair advantage, but you're only allowed 4,000. Isn't there some rules that they're not yeah, allowed? Yeah, there's, there's some really ridiculous rules in place. Yeah. They're not allowed to chant or something like that. No chanting. You know, no, you're not going to be able to stop alcohol. that. Yeah, no, you're not. You're never going to stop what's that. The, what's the point in bringing fans back if they're not going to chant? Mm, it's purely well. money, financial reasons. I did put a um, poll out on the delay kickoff uh, Twitter about if it's an unfair advantage. Um, yeah. <laughs> 50-50. Between yes and no. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't think it is when it's 4,000. But how how how's it going to work with, like, when the game ends and we're trying to get people out of the stadium? Like, trying to get 4,000 people out of the stadium at different... to not crowded up. That's going to be difficult, surely. It's going to have to be staggered. Yeah. There's going to have to be strict stewards in place. Yeah, I worry that this isn't going to slowly improve... We're going to slowly get more and more fans. I worry that it's just going to go straight back to no more fans at all. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, hopefully. I, I hope not. But I was watching. Um, I watched the. I watched the highlights of the United game against City, the two uh, 0 one last season, and it's like it's actually weird watching a football match now with fans. fans yeah. Oh I'll, yeah, I'll, I'm I'll gonna feel that. that. Well. It's just so strange, just I'll... like hearing the roar after a goal scored because we're so used yeah. to no one in there now. It's the it's the go on and then the yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's mm. weird hearing it now. Yeah, it's, it's horrible hearing it. To be now. fair, it's, just, it's like. It's like hearing someone, to put it dramatically, I suppose, it's like hearing someone that's died just talking to you. Do you know what I mean? Is it like is it like eight, nine months now? Since? That's very dramatic. Yeah, but, but that's what it feels like. Because I was watching my videos through the other day, like the memories. Last time I went to a Wolves game was March. It was against Brighton where they didn't shake their hands. Oh, and, yeah. Um, that's where the source of the uh, no handshakes video came. Yeah. And... It's mate, it's just it's just weird seeing that all those people were actually together at one point and it's like hot. How long's it been since uh Um so it's since March it's so mid March like, wasn't it? So it would be eight, eight months. months. Fucking hell. Yeah. Gone that, by really slowly. Yeah. Hopefully with the news of vaccines we can uh put this all behind us and hopefully start to uh get back to normal life. Oh yeah. I'd like that, yeah. I think everyone would. Oh yeah, if, if you don't, then I'm just saying that. Surely there's one fucker out there that's actually enjoying this, but that's up to them, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, to be fair, you could argue that games are more exciting now without fans. Yeah. This season, the fucking the goal, the goals goal, are yeah. mad this season. What upsets me about this season is we so see so many great goals scored, so many iconic goals scored, but they won't be remembered because there aren't any fans. Yeah. I mean, it's all probably going to go to shit as well when fans come back and everyone will start playing like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Return mm-hmm. of the nil-nils. Nerves of having yeah, um, Pep Guardiola has signed a two-year extension, new two-year contract at Manchester City, before losing 2-0 to Tottenham, which we'll go on to a bit later. Pep's going to get sacked. He's going to be first manager to be sacked this season. I don't think he can. I don't think he can be sacked. No, he can't. He can't. I don't think it'd ever happen. I think even if he was in the bottom three, he wouldn't be getting sacked. Because hmm. I said this the other day, I was questioning after uh, after Sunday when I saw that United had played the same amount of games and we was above them with more points. Hmm. And I was like, Ollie is always under so much fire, and, yeah. and Pep Guardiola's below even Ollie in the bottom half of the table, like, and no one has once questioned his job. Oh, like, that, yeah. He gets such a free ride. Like, when you think of how much money he spent this season as well, mm. and he, he's below he's below even Ollie, you get people saying that he should be sacked every day. He's doing an awful job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he has had a few injury problems, but that's really no excuse when you've got... The no, big squad definitely spent all that money on players like Ruben Diaz. Um, mate, it's no excuse. Basically, when we signed Diaz. I thought that was going to be a turning point for City, and we were just going to dominate the league this year. But it's just it's, it's just not turned out that way. We yeah. just we don't um, look that good. We just don't look good. I, know, I think I the issue has been the striker though, because they've both Jesus and Aguero have been out. Jesus is back now, but I mean he's just. When, Quite a clear step down from Sergio. When they played Wolves, 
it didn't look like a 3-1. We should never have conceded that final goal. It should have been a 2-1 game, not a 3-1 game. I remember, yeah. beating them. But we, we can't put away our chances. That's our fault. But it didn't. It, they didn't look as good as they were when they came and faced us like the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I mean, they've basically got everyone back fit now, haven't they? Guerrero's yeah. just come back. Jesus mm. is back as well. So they've not really got any excuses now. Well, they shouldn't have any excuses anyway, sending, spending that much money. Well, well, the thing that's going to define Pep Guardiola at Man City is whether he wins the Champions League or not. Because he's we've done he's done the English football. He got the Premier League, League Cup and FA Cup in the same season. Yeah. So it's basically Champions League or nothing. Yeah. And when he didn't get it last year, that was sort of like, okay, now is the last chance. Yeah, because I mean, this is kind of showing me just how far Klopp is clear of Guardiola. Oh, yeah, without doubt. Liverpool have had far more injury injury problems than City have had. And Liverpool aren't even looking that far from just the normal selves. Like, I can't believe how good Liverpool are with all these injuries. Like, it's just, it's just annoying. Yeah, I know. But, it's because um, they've got a top-class manager. Yeah. But I, I would like to interject just quickly, say... Um, Leicester fans moaning about the performance of a referee is fucking very amusing to me. Very, very funny. Because I'm not even going to go into it, actually. But I, I, find that, I find that hilarious, that they, they have the audacity to moan about a Premier League referee giving a decision against them. I think that's part in the hand that feeds them. I can't even, I can't even remember what controversial moments there were in that game. That was James. No, uh, James Madison hit the ball against Matip, I think it was, and there was no foul awarded because it hit. Oh, but there was the handball. But, but literally, I, I genuinely think Rogers sits in that dressing room and says, "Get the ball into an area where their hand will likely be if they're running, and then you win a handball, you win a penalty." And to be fair, that, when when that that's, happened, that's a bit far. Nah, when, I'm sorry, that's happening. When that happened, I did think, "How is that not being given as a penalty?" Because, I mean, the penalties we've seen this season, I was like, yeah, surely that's a penalty. Yeah, but all those penalties that have been given because of that have been called out on social media, Sky Sports, pundits alike, have all said, it's bollocks. You can't, you can't stop your hand from doing those sorts of movements. Do you know what yeah, I mean? But just, I don't know what the rules are at this point because you're giving, you're giving penalties like the one, right, the, right, the yeah. one in the United-Norwich game but then you're not giving the one on Matip in the Leicester-Liverpool game. That There's a lot of talking points in the conversation this week. It's probably one of the yeah. most jam-packed ones we've had. We could probably save it for them, shouldn't we? Yeah. It's, but... Yeah, certainly. Um, good. But talking about uh, Klopp, uh, he has been nominated for the best FIFA men's coach of the year. Alongside yeah. Marcelo Bielsa. Which is yeah, alongside Bielsa point. of Leeds. Uh, Flick of Bayern, obviously. Uh, Julian Lopetengi of Sevilla and Zidane of Real Madrid. Also, the best men's player. Uh, the bet the shortlist is Thiago of Bayern and Liverpool, Ronaldo of Juventus, De Bruyne of Man City, Lewandowski of Bayern, Mane of Liverpool, Mbappe of PSG, Messi of Barca, Neymar of PSG, Ramos of Madrid, Real Madrid, Salah of Liverpool, and Van Dijk of Liverpool. Thoughts on that? Both of those shortlists. That's uh, fair. I mean. Yeah, it's fair. I saw something saying that because Bruno Fernandes isn't nominated, is he? No. I saw something saying how is Thiago nominated? Yeah, I was going to say if I was going to take anyone out of there, it'd probably be Thiago and I'd probably replace him with Fernandes. 
but Fernandez didn't win anything at United last season. Yeah, but didn't win anything at Sporting. It's an individual award. Yeah, I suppose. And Messi didn't win anything with Barcelona last year, so it is, it is surprising not to have him in there. But I think they were, I think they were only looking at his form when he was at United. But his form at Sporting wasn't bad last season at all. Yeah, the thing is, his his form at Sporting was was great as well. Like, yeah, I know. An individual yeah, award. He wasn't included. I must say. When you, when you actually look at Bruno Fernandez's goal contributions to games. Yeah. Like, even his goals are things, it's stats for strikers to be proud of. Yeah. This is a guy that's doing it. He did it in Sporting Lisbon's team. Yeah. And now he's doing it in United's team, who not many people rate. Like, he's the numbers that he's pulling out, he's like, the, he's the best midfielder in the Premier League at the moment. Well, that's the big question. Is he the best in the world? So I'm oh, sure. Is that, is, that, is, that, is that what it is? That's, oh, yeah. So we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on that. But um, into it yet, man. But the, for me, I would keep Tiago in there. I am questioning. Um, Neymar did get to the Champions League final with PSG. Oh, you can't question Neymar being in there. He had a great season last season, and I know he did it in the league room, which is obviously many people refer to as a farmers league. But I think he had a great season. I think Mbappe's the same. Um, Mbappe they, they don't get to the Champions League final without Neymar, basically. So you've got to put Neymar in there. Yeah, I mean, they are so reliant on Neymar and Mbappe because PSG have been awful. Like Even that performance against Leipzig uh, on Tuesday, we just scraped out a win. Yeah, yeah they've not been... They didn't this... beat 5-0 like Ollie's tricky reds. There's this sort of um, situation, is there, with the uh, Champions League finalists at the moment? They yeah. reach the Champions League final, and that's almost like they peaked, and then next season they kind of drop off because that's what happened with Tottenham. That's what's happening with PSG. Yeah, but I, when I watched them last season, I never thought they were actually going to win the Champions League. Like, hmm. oh no, they weren't convincing at all. Like, they got very lucky against Atalanta with two late goals. Yeah. And I, I never thought they were going to win that final. I, I thought, I mean, I did think Bayern would dominate more than we actually did. But yeah. I don't, I don't rate PSG at all. But saying this, they'll probably beat us, and then Leipzig will beat us, and then we'll finish third and be in Europa League. So. Mm. No, I think you'll be alright. Yeah, we just need one point. But it's, it's going to be. I, I, I fear that we're going to go into them games trying to get a point. And not yeah. trying to play like we did the first two times we played them. Totally agree with you on that one, unfortunately. Um, Max, you were not a big fan of Bielsa getting um, dominated for the men's coach. Uh, I just not think me. that there are managers that could have made it over him. Um, I think Arteta is a good example, even though he wasn't in charge for that long. Uh, I think Lampard. I, I, I don't know. I just think a manager that was in the championship last year, with all due respect... There are better managers out there. I, I do agree with what you're saying. I'm, I'm wouldn't I'd have even put Mauricio Sarri in there, even though he got sacked from Juventus. I'd have put Simeone in there. I mean, he didn't even he didn't even dominate the championship, did he? No, exactly. Like they they lost True. games they shouldn't have. What they should have won. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and everyone says, oh, he was on a small. He wasn't on a small budget. Leeds have got a bigger budget than most of the teams in the championship, purely based on club size as well. He's at a big club. The expectation is to win the league. It's not like a Chris Wilder where he's taken a team that no one actually backed to the top of the league and he's won it or taken them to second and he's, and he's gotten promoted like Chris Wilder did at Sheffield United. If you're going to do that, 
base or base it off the fact that Leeds are a big club, they and he's taken them up. That, that's not an ex, that's the expectation. That, I, could, I could argue that Brendan Rogers should be in there. Over yeah, I could argue that Brendan Rogers. I said Rogers, uh, Nuno, Gasparini, the Atlanta manager should have been in there. Yeah, um, I think also, uh, what's his name? Eric Ten Hag from Ajax deserves a shout. I mean, I know they went out early in a lot of European competitions, but he sort of um, withheld challenges from RZ and PSV on the league. So, yeah, when I was when I was looking at who should win that. My original thought was obviously Klopp's just going to win it easily. But then I thought about Flick and how he changed Bayern. He completely turned Bayern around that season and then he went on to be so dominant in the Champions League. It's between those two, isn't it? Yeah, you could argue that he he could win it. But it's also the same. Sorry to bring it up again, but why was Nuno nominated for it? I think he, he was a better championship winner than Bielsa. And he wasn't nominated for a FIFA the best award. I, I'm in agreement with you. I think because it's FIFA, they kind of, you know, you're never going to see yeah. the likes of Chris Wilder and Brendan Rodgers nominated yeah, for a FIFA a award. You're never going to see that. Because of his image. Yeah, there's so much hype around him. Yeah. And he, I mean, he, he, he's a great manager, don't get us wrong, but he, I don't think he deserved to be on that. He's to run out of steam at some point this season. You watch. And they've, I'd like to point out they conceded eight goals in their past two games before the international break. So clearly he's not all that adept defensively. Well, they're not the mid, the lower mid table, aren't they? Yeah, I was just about exactly. to. Argue I don't know why he's been nominated. They don't exactly look amazing in the Premier League this season. He's just seemed like a very average team that's just come up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just because uh, attacking, you know, nice football to watch, I guess. Yeah, yeah but the, the team has football, played but... different. People come up and not try to sit back like most teams do when when they come. Uh, if he get if he's been nominated, there are better managers that have won the championship. Nuno, uh, Daniel, even Daniel Farker, he played with a good style of football. They've better, they've done that on his identity. I'm sure of it. There are better, there are far better managers that have won the championship and have more identity than that lead side did last season. I was gonna, I was gonna say why is Zidane in there, but he did, he did win the league last season, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah. Real Madrid look absolutely. I think, I think that was based on Barcelona slipping up, to be honest. I think that I think La Liga's just shit, to be honest. Like, yeah. I said at the start of the season, Atletico Madrid are gonna win La Liga, and that prediction looks or looks quite good at the moment because Real Madrid and Barcelona both look dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. It's either, it's either gonna be Sociedad, Sevilla, or Atletico. If one of those two teams are not around Barcelona, it'd be Real Madrid. Yeah, Barcelona's still yeah. in transition, aren't they? I can't see any of them teams winning it. Uh, Barcelona and Madrid, that is. Um, two bits of news to end. Um, Wilfred Zaha has unfortunately tested positive for COVID, so he will be isolated for two weeks. And Jack Grealish has pleaded guilty to careless driving. Well, he's got more points on his license than West Brom. We've got Premier League points now, so that's a. How, how did I know that was coming? Well, when I, when did when did this happen? <laughs> when I read these notes, I was like, "This is the first time I've actually even heard of this." Uh, to be fair, the Zaha thing's really gone on the radar because I went on um, BBC Sport and I was just like, mm, "I need a bit more news." Oh no, and I knew it just... the, I knew the Zaha thing, but I didn't I didn't even know that Grealish pleads guilty of a careless driving thing. When did that happen? Oh, that was like three, two, three days ago. I'm pretty sure Max tweeted about it, you know. 
yeah, anything Aston Villa related, he's on to it. Oh no, yeah, I just retweeted. Great. I retweeted some statistics. Uh, Aston Villa were the most rowdy bunch of supporters, and they had the most hate crimes reported. But in second, Wolverhampton Wanderers, which I'm not proud of at all, with ten reported hate crimes. Morgan Gibbs White wasn't helping that, was he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Morgan, yeah, Morgan Gibbs White is just as guilty as Jack Grealish, but Grealish has done it again, and I just think what COVID's actually is is really affecting teams this season because yeah. so many so many teams have had key players out because of COVID. This year, more than any, is crucial for squad depth because not only are is there COVID to take care of, there's also an increased amount of injuries because the amount of games in a short space of time everyone's playing. Yeah, mm. if you're one of them teams that didn't didn't sign anyone in the summer then you're regretting it now yeah like that that deadline day for united was on on the day was poor but now you're seeing like thank god we got you know cavani in yeah because imagine we didn't get tellers in luke shaw got injured and we because i mean luke shaw was inevitably going to get injured and we would have had to fucking brandon williams at left back again and stuff like that (laughs) did you you see that lineup i sent in the chat the other day jamie I don't, I don't think so. Why? What was it? It was a lineup against Burnley, right? So I just want to hear your reaction to this. Oh, United lineup against Burnley last season. Yeah, David De Gea, Wan Bissaka, Jones, Maguire, Williams, <laughs> Matic, Pereira, Fred, Juan Mata, Anthony Martial, Daniel James. It's actually, it's actually insane that Ollie managed to eventually get third last season. Like that goes so, that's so underrated. Managing to get third with. But yeah, first half of the season he had such a shit team. Like not even it's some of them players. There's so many players in that team that don't get in ninety percent of Premier League teams. Hmm. <laughs> it's just because uh, I remember yeah. not long ago I saw the lineup that we had again for uh, against Liverpool away last season as well. I just can't hmm. believe we was playing people like Phil Jones and Andreas Pereira and Lingard and all this and. We that must actually... have been the last game Phil Jones played, surely. I know. I, I, I can't believe he's still at the club. Like it's nearly ten years. Long? I think we're just waiting for him to get a testimonial. To yeah, be <laughs> I mean, that's the only reason, isn't it? <laughs> It'll probably be be shit in the testimonial as well. Probably show himself up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Probably miss a penalty. So he doesn't score an own goal in his testimonial. Mm. I think if if the testimonial happens and no fans, what they should do is just put banners on the seats with all his uh, ridiculous faces down the years. <laughs> I feel bad for him though. Is it, he, I feel bad. He's been really, to be fair, he's been really badly trolled online. Some of it is a bit far. It's like Nico Williams last night. People were telling him to kill himself. He's nineteen. Jesus Christ. He's a lot more mature than some of these people who are like forty and fifty and telling a nineteen-year-old to kill himself because he's had one bad game maybe two bad games in the Champions League. I just think there's more to life. I don't normally say it, but there is more to life than football. And you can't, you can't be saying that to a 19-year-old kid. There's a very fine line between constructive criticism yeah. and trolling and abuse. I saw, I saw a tweet saying that some people would literally sacrifice their mothers for some likes on Twitter. So, and that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Without People without do help. anything for likes on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, Paul Jones. He's a Premier League winner, Phil Jones. Yeah, he is, to be fair. So, <laughs> multiple Premier League winner as well. He's had more than one, hasn't he? Uh, I think so, yeah. 
I mean, I mean, he's, if he can, anyone can. Um, yeah. No, I'm joking. Uh, there's there's good parts to him. Just play, just play under Sir Alex, and you'll win a Premier League. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's jump to the results then. Um, let's talk about the Premier League ones first. I'll read them all off, and then we can just pick out some of them. Newcastle nil, Chelsea two. Chelsea, who are uh, Jamie think are uh, going to win the Premier League. Aston Villa one, Brighton two. Tottenham two, Man City nil, the biggest one of the weekend. Man United one, West Brom nil, absolute wonder game. Fulham two, Everton three. Sheffield United nil, West Ham one. Leeds nil, Arsenal nil. Liverpool three, Leicester nil. And Wolves one, Southampton one. Chelsea again. Since since I said that they've won every game. Yeah. I'm still I'm I'm sticking with it. I'm still backing them. There's a lot of teams that actually look quite good, but I'm I'm still oh, actually, personally I think Spurs are gonna win the league. It's between Liverpool, Chelsea and Spurs for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's too early to say things like it's between these teams. Because yeah. people get carried away because teams will have a few good results and they'll be like, Yep, the title race is between them and them, and then they'll lose two on the bounce and it all changes again. I feel like you yeah. You just can't predict this season. One team that you know is certainly going to be there is Liverpool. Yeah. It seems no matter how many injuries they get. Yeah, incredible. Um, <laughs> the thing is, uh, United win their game in hand against Burnley whenever that's going to be played. Um, they're what? Three, four points off the top? Points off the top, yeah. So, I but, mean, from United who are having a terrible start, win that game. And yeah. okay, it's not a certain win because it's Man United and it's Burnley, but you're four points off top. So <laughs> the league is just so open. It's great to watch them. Oh, without this is exciting. one of the most exciting starts yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't want anyone running away with it like last season. Because no, oh, no one will. No one will. Yeah, I can't see it. Blackburn Rovers will get promoted and win it next season. Okay. Oh, that thanks. Um. Yeah, but Chelsea are looking good. You are right in saying that. Um, even though this wasn't their most uh, star-studded sort of performance, yeah. they still managed to beat Newcastle 2-0. So, yeah. Uh, oh, shit, boys. Um, I'd just like to point out, I am now third in the fantasy. Oh, do you want to bring that up? In, in the draft, yeah. <laughs> you prick. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to... I actually wasn't going to say anything, but if you're going to bring it up, I'm top in both leagues. I'm third in yeah. both leagues, in the draft and in the, fan, in the fantasy. I'm pretty, sure in the last, I'm pretty sure in the last one, there was a lot of laughing that I was bottom of the league. Even well, though I'm only bringing it up because then Jamie can just lord it over Chaz. I was, at, I, was, I was about 20 points off the top. Last time we did a podcast, and I was I got absolutely abused for being born. And now Max in the actual fantasy. Celebrate this small victory. No, no, I said I said when I made that draft team that it was over. It was it was a dub. If if a Bamiang could fucking find some form as well, I'd be well clear by now. Oh yeah, but if De Bruyne found form. I'm still yeah, but Aubameyang. He was meant to. He was my first pick. Like he was meant to be the man. I had Aubameyang at the start on normal fantasy, and I'm got still him. sticking with him as oh, well. Oh no, boys! How long is Wan-Bissaka out for? He's out. Yeah, he says 33. No, 75 percent chance of playing. He did go out injured. To be fair, I didn't go off injured uh, midweek. To be fair, I can. I can imagine he's going to play. 
Ollie loves playing injured players. Um, to be fair, I did triple captain Fernandez, and he got me thirty-three points. I did see that. As, fair I did play. Yeah. I bet you um, missed that penalty originally. Well, that, yeah. Let's talk about that. Man United won West Brom nil. Uh, without going into all of the VAR stuff, because we're going into that in the conversation. It's. I mean, it was it was a dreadful performance, but a win's a win. Yeah. First home win of the season in the league. Yeah. We move on. That's basically yeah, I, the analysis there. I was in the process of getting pissed while watching it, and I fucking needed it. <laughs> yeah, no, without doubt. It, it was it was awful. And when when that penalty was given to West Brom, well, originally given to West Brom, I was just like, there's no way we get, even get a point out of this, and it's going to be the most fucking embarrassing thing because it's fucking West Brom. Like, they've got three points all season. They're the worst team in the league. I mean, I knew at the start of the game, but we were gonna that it would, we were just gonna look we were just gonna look flat going forward, and that's exactly what happened. I thought the same about the game this midweek as well. I thought we was gonna look flat, but to be fair, we did look good in the first half an hour. But here's the here's the selections really. I mean, West Brom give them the benefit of the doubt, and West Brom can be awkward to play against because I mean, Spurs look great this season, and they yeah. only they only managed one nil, yeah. Chelsea drew three all with them. Yes, that was when the players weren't gelling, but yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're quite an awkward team to play against. It's it's the mo- I think it's the biggest banana skin team in the league because you yeah. see them bottom and you're like, ah, it, like we're gonna win five 0 but it's a difficult team as you said to play against. Yeah, I mean we've won two in a row in the league now. We're finding some kind of form and if you if you get on a run in this league win a few games and suddenly you just near the top so I'll take I'll take the three points um, it was complete shit to watch yeah the three points is all that matters in scenarios like that yeah. uh, three points for Jose over Pep Tottenham beating Manchester City 2-0 that was that was you know, that was a good game actually I did enjoy it um it was a typical Jose masterclass, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Without doubt. He's still got it. Yeah, I mean, Spurs Spurs, Spurs looked great. Because we're just... We've got Spurs so are looking very good at the moment. So I'll, many I'll... players going forward that can just be so clinical. Yeah. And, mm. and they look like they're going to keep clean sheets for season, so... Yeah. Jose, is Jose back to his best? It'd be embarrassing if Tottenham win. The only team Mourinho hasn't won the league with is uh, Manchester United. But yeah, hope it would be nice to see Tottenham win, yeah. only because that means Liverpool don't win. But I mean, if Spurs don't win this trophy this season, I, I think they're never going to win one. Because if you can't do it, if you can't do it with an on-form Jose Mourinho, then you're not winning the trophy with anyone. That is. It's a fair point to make, but um, it just reinforces the point. Manchester City uh, poor at the moment. Yeah, don't seem yeah. to have anything going forward really. I mean, they've got everyone back now, so but we still we look good in the Champions League, and we look com- we look complete shit in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, it was it was so poor from there. Um. Leeds nil, Arsenal nil, which is potentially one of the most boring games I've watched. Well, I did watch United West Brom also, so but Arsenal struggling as well. 
Yeah, I can't lie. I turned the second half of that game off and then turned it back on when Pepe got sent off because I thought I can't watch that. It was so boring. Yeah, mm. Arsenal. Nah, I wasn't. That was not an entertaining game at all. Arsenal oh. awful. Like, but I can't believe Arteta's not getting more shit for what he's doing because they look dreadful. I can't believe they beat us. If what, what is it? Is it? It's like they've scored. How, when was the last time we scored an open play goal in the Premier League? Um, it was before Thomas Partey was there, so it was. I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head, but that, the only goal recently was a penalty against United, which is depressing. But it's it's awful. I talked yeah. about United looking flat against West Brom, but fucking hell! <laughs> Imagine trying to watch Arsenal. The, at least. Bamford hit the posts twice, I think, late on. Yeah, Leeds, Leeds, Leeds will be kicking himself for not winning that game. That yeah. be, especially when Pepe got sent off. Well, Which, I've I've included that headbutt in the conversation. I don't know, really know why, because no one's going to debate it was a red card. I yeah, mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything controversial, was it? You were just being stupid. Yeah. Um. Well, obviously none of us are Arsenal fans, but what do you think... Should Arsenal keep uh, with Pepe, hoping he comes good, or in January maybe loan or, or sell? Where do you think well, Pepe's future? Uh, loan, I think. I think that's where Pepe's future lies. You can't send a 72 million player out on loan. That's embarrassing. Oh, no, but they're going to have to bite the bullet, I think. If you'll pardon the pun. Um, I mean, most of the things I saw on Arsenal fan TV were people saying, just get rid of Pepe now. I don't know how reactionary it was to the red card but it seems like it's, it's it seems like it's up there with Kepa with the um, biggest waste of 70 million yeah which I love which I love to be fair because I actually did want him at United at the time so to see to see him doing shit is... we signed Dan James over Pepe and Dan James has actually done better which says a lot <laughs> Jamie is praised Dan James please praise someone sound like no, clip that <laughs> said he's better than Pepe <laughs> And that oh, God. is not saying much. <laughs> um, I do still think I mean, it's. It seems it's hard to do anything in this Arsenal team at the moment. Like when Aubameyang's not scoring goals in the Arsenal team, I, I feel like you've got to put uh, a lot of it down to the yeah. manager. They not are a bit. They are a bit vanilla this season, aren't they, Arsenal? Yeah, they're a bit Charlie, aren't they? Yeah, they're a bit. They're a bit Charlie. Have you planned that one? A little bit vanilla. <laughs> no, that's just the link up mate right um, we've talked a little bit about Liverpool and uh, Leicester so we'll just move on to Wolves Southampton Max you'll do I think I turned this game off because the um, first half I didn't actually, really enjoy another it, it had more we had more attacking impetus to be I think that's probably the best we've played this season um, well I say that we've probably played better at times but that that last 20 minutes was the best I've certainly seen Wolves play this season. I mean, we just wanted to attack and attack and attack. And that was the best thing about the game. Um, we were still quite solid defensively, despite playing a back four, which is always good. But um, I'll just worry, because if, if if we go for a back four in future, we lose one of Bolly, Cody or Kilman, who have been exceptional. And honestly, I think, mate, honestly, I think Kilman deserves England honours, but that's just me. Um not yet, maybe not yet. But I think he's, I think he's really, really underrated, and he's not spoken about anywhere near enough. He's, he's, he's been the best, our best defender this season has been 
Kilman. I have to. I am in awe of Kilman. Well, when I, I don't. Really I, and when I and when like when I say people don't talk about him, yeah, his dad died last Wednesday, and he went out and played on Monday. No, I think it was Thursday. His dad died. It, mate, to go and put in a shift like he did on Monday after just coming off the back of um, losing one of your family members, uh, mate. I could. I don't. I don't know. I couldn't do it personally, but, but I think that's. I think that's really good. So, yeah, um, I think Dan James was in a similar boat when he lost his uh, dad. He put yeah, yeah, play against yeah. Chelsea, but um, well, when especially he came at up. that age as well, like he's at quite yeah. a young age. So, so it, yeah, definitely, your head's all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, Wolves that's, in that situation. So, props for him to put out a good well. display against Hampton. With Wolves, uh, quick note on Southampton, who are fifth. Oh, no. Oh, no. Can no, I go for it? Yeah, go for it. I'm not going to go in on Wolves. I know why I said that. No, but with Wolves, <laughs> it was uh, before the game, I had them down as winning. No, nah, I never have us down as winning. Yeah, but, draw or lose, honestly. <laughs> when, you, when you look at the last 20 minutes, I was just thinking, why does it take them conceding a goal and going 1 0 down to actually? Pull the finger out their ass. And... I don't know because it's it's the same shit. It's, it's been the same shit for the past season. It, well, past two seasons, if you include this one, it's we, we go one nil down in the first half. We come out drawing nil nil. We, we never we never pull it pull ourselves up in the first half. And we did well this first half, playing with a back four gave us a bit more attacking impetus. Um, Zhao was getting in some good positions. And making playing some good balls into the likes of Pedence and Adama. Adama was very good again, um, but people just prefer if he's stat pads rather than actually. They don't watch the game, mate, on Twitter. That that's that tweet about oh, where did all the Adama gas go? Well, it's still there, but unless you actually watch the game, you aren't going to see Adama. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not going to look at stats and see him, which isn't isn't necessarily well, yeah, it's a bad thing, but. He's he's playing well. He's playing well. He should be getting. Like I've been saying for the past season, he needs to improve his end product. Yeah, it gets to a point where as a winger, you ha- you do have to actually start getting goals and assists. Yeah, it's like Pedence. Like, he's been playing well, but he hasn't really. The numbers haven't been doing him any justice. Yeah, Neto, I would actually like to see start over Pedence next game. Um, I, I do rate Neto quite highly. Uh, I think he's really he's not spoken about anywhere near enough, and I do think he is one of the best youngsters in the Premier League. Um, yeah, I just I just like to see Wolves be a bit more attacking because I think they've got they've got more than enough quality to do that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We've got so much quality, and when we only win games like one nil, two one, it's just it's it's sad to see really because we've got so much attacking quality, and we've got such a, such a great pairing of midfielders that can play those balls out out wide or out into dangerous areas, and and we've got two really good fullbacks in that sense as well. Yeah, but it's also hard to question yeah. what Nuno's what Nuno's tactics are when he's just consistently providing for you. Yeah, literally, like I, I don't want to question Nuno at all. I don't want to say like some of our fans have been fucking saying Nuno out, but um, the games do need certainly need to get more interesting. Sure, it's difficult finding a balance with a when you're a football fan of good football and results. Yeah. So that was my issue with Mourinho. It was like trying to find a balance of am I happy with the results when we're performing like this? Yeah. So when, That's the as, volley at the moment. Yeah, so as soon as the results stop, you just straight away wanting the manager's back. Maybe yeah. like Pep's not not cold, not his head's not cold for every twenty minutes because 
if it's Brazil, good it's football. Still come, it's, still, it's still amazing to watch. You're still, you're yeah. still watching something good every week. That's why if, if any other manager conceded eight goals in two games, they'd probably be in line for the chop. But Marcelo Bielsa does it and he plays good football, so he gets away with it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's basically how it goes. Uh, yeah. Quick note on Southampton, who are fifth. Uh, very good start to the season and uh, Hasselhoff all getting the credit he deserves. Yeah. yeah, they're still doing very well without Danny Ings as well. I want yeah. him to come back as soon as. Well, yeah. Can we wait until after this Sunday when oh, they yeah. play United? Yeah, don't come back yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I but... agree about that game on the weekend. I think I think Southampton are the favourites for that. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you might be right. Um... Let's go to the Champions League. Um, we won't go through all the games. Uh, Chelsea are through. They beat uh, Rennes 2-1 thanks to a late Olivier Giroud goal. Standard. Yeah. I mean, the group wasn't. Yeah, they should have put that game to bed far before uh, far before Rennes equalised. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Sevilla threw as well in that group, so that group's done and dusted. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, hello. I forgot what did the notes here. Um... Juventus and Barca are both through in their group. Uh, Juventus only beating um, whatever that team is, 2-1. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a Greek dish. And uh, Barcelona have beaten Dynamo Kiev 4-0. Oh, they're Hungarian, man. Hungarian, fair enough. Yeah, that's just all expected, isn't it? You just expected... uh, I thought Juventus would win that group, to be fair. I know Barcelona aren't very good this season, Barcelona are doing it in the Champions League, aren't they? But when I say in the league, it's sort of like yeah. what Man United are doing. Um, speaking of, we beat uh, Bakashira 4-1, while PSG beat Leipzig sure, just yeah. 1-0. Yeah, I'm very I'm very worried about these last two games, to be fair. Same. Because everyone seems to think that it's guaranteed that we're through now, but it's Leipzig and PSG... They're still, they're still good teams, and we can easily, easily lose to both of them. True. I'm just, if we don't qualify from this position, you're just going to look at that last game that we lost and just think, how, how did we lose to them? Like after just blowing them out of the water four-one, there's three goals in the first half an hour. How did we lose that reverse fixture? Yeah. Without doubt, this, this group should be done. It should be done and dusted. We should be qualified already. But we yeah. absolutely fucked it. And now the pressure's on. Exactly. It's this. It's a similar situation to Liverpool, who lost two 0 to Atalanta. Um, you kind of want the group done and dusted as quick as possible, so you can prioritize the league. Yeah, but... it's different with Liverpool because they're not. They're not. They're not coming up against the teams that we are. Like <laughs> they didn't get it done in that game, but. True. Yeah, one hundred percent gonna get it done. Absolutely true. We're we're very questionable. We're not gonna we're not gonna be Leipzig five 0 again, and we're not gonna play uh, yeah, PSG yeah, that, as well that, as we did. That Leipzig five 0 wasn't a true reflection of how the game actually went. It was just yeah, he fell apart in the last fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um. I mean, one of. United, PSG or Leipzig that are going to be in the Europa League so that's going to be interesting to see. I really just want to see Neymar and Mbappe in the Europa League but... so do I yeah although yeah. 
Um, if I we think can post we something on Twitter and then uh, lose the lobby on purpose. Yeah, um, do that. That would mean PSG went into. Yeah, that would mean PSG would go into the Europa League. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine Neymar and Mbappe playing in the Europa League. This is why I wanted. This is why I wanted Real Madrid to finish third in their league in their group as well. Yeah, yeah you, you want big teams struggling in the uh, yeah, you just want to see big league. teams in the Europa League, it'd just be mad, wouldn't it? Yeah, it makes it more well, interesting really. as well. Um, what was I going to say? If I saw something on Twitter, I think it was if RB Leipzig go in the Europa League, then does that free up some certain players in January? Is like the likes of Upperman Carno, is he going to be happy with playing Europa League football? I can't, I can't go to Europa League. They are still, uh, they're still in there for the for the league for the Bundesliga, so I can't see them getting rid of players in January. Yeah, it's a difficult uh transfer window for sure, especially when you've got uh the owners that Man United have, but yeah, I mean, that Upperman Carno is probably the only one who I'd, who I'd take to be honest. What from Leipzig? Yeah, yeah, I can't really think of any. Both centre backs are very good, to be fair. They've got um that uh, lamer guy, haven't they? Yeah, they've got. I've got a, he's I've got he's a lot okay. Of like that. um, Sibitz is good, but yeah, I feel like the centre backs are the only ones I'd actually take. Yeah, Mankind is probably like number one on yeah. our transfers. He's, he's very good. Um, I do worry though, because obviously, again. We've seen the standard of the league he plays in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bundesliga strikers are um, the known for scoring goals, aren't they? Everyone seems to score goals in the Bundesliga. Hmm. So yeah, but I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be sort of like that with uh, Upperman Carno. I think it's obvious to see. To see his quality because he's just so he's, he's exactly what United need just because of how fast he is we yeah. need one who's so dominant and strong and fast like that because Lindelof and Maguire are just so slow I hate watching them too I think like, if you put someone fast next to Maguire it's if you put up Mancano next to Maguire that improves him so much agreed so someone like that we, we're desperate for someone like that we can't we can't keep having little Lindelof next to Maguire it's just not working agreed um, other results City won against Olympiacos 1-0 Bayern beat uh, Salzburg 3-1 both of those teams are through Bayern and Man City that being that uh, they're the only teams through uh, yeah, that we haven't well, mentioned it's all standard and expected isn't it yeah I just want to, I just want to get on to conversation. Well, <laughs> why don't we do that then? Because uh, it's been a busy week in the world of uh, VAR, our favourite friend. Um, let's start with Chelsea Newcastle. Uh, the Fernandez own goal, which I spelt Bruno Fernandez, but it was actually uh, <laughs> Fernandez. Um, he scored no goal. Uh, there's a bit of a question of whether Chilwell pushed him into the ball. Uh, for me, uh, no push. Yeah, no, no, there definitely wasn't enough in that for it to be disallowed. I thought that. Oh, I, I agree. I don't think no. I, I feel like there weren't too many people who were questioning that as well. Probably no. Yeah. Fans. Uh, I I think it should have been looked at. It's not something that should just be passed over. But for me, gold stands. Yeah, yeah, 
Well, I will definitely go on that one. Yeah. Um, this is going to be interesting because uh, Max's two favourite things, Aston Villa and VAR, are going to uh, get involved now because uh, Solly yeah. March fouled Trezeguet. Uh, which was um, given a pen was massively blown up by Trezeguet. If he didn't dive so much, <laughs> maybe they'd have given it. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, I don't have Trezeguet down as a number one diver. I've got to be honest, but mate, no, it it was a foul, right? But if he didn't, if he didn't exaggerate so much, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but this was um similar to the United one, wasn't it? The yeah. Bruno one on Gallagher. Yeah, and they went and looked at the monitors and decided that it should be overturned. It's and like all I've seen on Twitter is people saying that VAR shy is VAR's fault. Yeah, but, but if it, the players don't exaggerate as much as they do, yeah, but it, um, if the ref's gone over and had a look himself, yeah, it's not VAR's fault anymore because the ref gets the final decision. Yeah, exactly. Like last season, where you see. The ref doesn't even look at the monitor, and VAR just overturns it. Then you say, "Yeah, VARs, VAR shite," but it's the ref. People really need to be saying is, "Oh, our players are shite for exaggerating so much." If the players didn't exaggerate the contact so much, then maybe he'd given it as a pen. Yeah, I don't see how the I don't see how the ref can give the penalty, and then see slow motion replays and all this of it, and then overturn it. When like just stick with your original decision, especially when you've. I don't. I, I don't. I don't see how that. I don't see how that even went to a review, to be honest. Yeah, it, and but um, on sorry, Chas, carry on. No, no, I was just going to move on. What was your point? I was going to say on another point. Um, Tarek Lamptey shouldn't have been sent off. Uh, that's not actually on conversation, but we can touch on it. Yeah, um, um, they've got yeah, completely the wrong decision. He shouldn't have been sent off. Grealish has blatantly dived. Um, and if anything, Grealish should have been given a warning for a book uh, or a booking for diving. Yeah, I'm not going to comment because I can't really remember. It, Did you see it, Jamie? I, I I have seen it, but I've forgotten it because <laughs> I watched, I watched the highlights of the game. I got into a massive argument on. BBC Football Instagram page because they posted uh, Grealish obviously tweeted saying VAR equals LMAO and I said oh, that's a bit rich considering his Oscar worthy dive at the weekend and all <laughs> these Villa fans are popping up in my uh, in my replies saying oh yeah he didn't dive when did he dive that was Trezeguet that dived and I went well you just said one of your own players has dived so you clearly cheat yeah I do remember um, watch. I do remember watching the highlights and thinking it is definitely how has he been sent off but uh, you just VAR yeah, just can't review that candy when it's two yellows. Yeah, I mean, and and they, but but then there was a lot of people also saying actually no, he's right. Um, Greenish did dive, and it it was unfair for Lamptey to have been sent off. Yeah, and VAR should have looked at it and said, well, said what said that Greenish should have been carded or something. Yeah, it's just not in the. If it if it was the thing is if it was in the penalty box and that happened, yeah, yeah I I'll just viewed it. Feel like as well. He's, he's being a hypocrite by criticizing VAR when he's one of the most notorious divers in the league. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see where you're coming from for that one, to be fair. Yeah. Careless yeah. diving, careless driving, that's what I say. Um uh... <laughs> that's what I said on there. <laughs> yeah, I've oh, stopped like that. Terrible driving, um, terrible diving. 
but I think there was another handball in that game that was kind of like skipped over. I think I can't remember what team handballed it, but um, the cross came in and it was next uh, by the byline, and he handballed it in the box. And you just think, I normally I wouldn't bring that up, but hmm. seems to be a lot. Of, there seems to be a lot of decisions on VAR where I'll I'll see something and think. It's that's just, that's that looks like a penalty. It's going to take them ages to, to sort that one out, and we'll just yeah. skip over it and just we'll e- barely even review it. Well, let's move on to Tottenham and Manchester City. That's always full of uh, VAR controversies. Um, Gabriel Jesus, where do we stand with this handball? Uh, Laporte's goal that was disallowed. Very good strike from Laporte, to be fair, but disallowed because Jesus handballed it. Where do you stand on this one? I thought it was handball. To be fair, he moved. He did move his. Yeah, he moved into it. That was about, that's why I was thinking it was handball because he made that motion where he was sort of like yeah. moved his shoulder down. It looks like he was mm. using I, his control. I agree. I think yeah, I I agree. That was a uh... incredibly harsh, but you know that's the football we live in at the moment. Yeah, by the letter of the law, it's a handball. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't disagree with it, yeah. And uh, now we go on to uh, Man United against West Brom, which is uh, the chunk of VAR talking points this week because there was three decisions. We'll go through, um, I'll touch on them all and then we can discuss them all in general. Um, Bruno fouled Gallagher, which you touched on, Jamie, uh, given a penalty and then uh, was uh, taken back. Then Kyle Bartley handles it in a dodgy situation and that's given a penalty. And then, if you think it couldn't get any worse, Sam Johnson, Johnson, sorry, uh, encroachment, was off the line to save Bruno's first penalty. It's retaken and Bruno scores the retake penalty. Yeah, that was a bit controversial, I think. Um, that whole game, I think, was littered with uh, some strange decisions but um no i mean i'm not going to come out and say united didn't deserve to win it because they did because it's west brom and i hate them but to be fair being unbiased unbiased, west brom deserved more from that game yeah but i don't think any of those decisions were eventually wrong no i I, I, i'm in agreement there when you looked at the um when you looked at the penalty from west brom they Mm. uh, Bruno kicked the ball, like he got a touch on the ball, and I was when I was watching it, the commentators, um, one of the, I can't remember who the commentator was. He he was biased to fucking West Brom, the yeah. United, and he said, he said, uh, he said, don't look at the foot, look at the shin. The shin hits the player. So I was like, yeah, don't look at the foot, don't look at the part which kicks the ball. Look, just look at the shin. It made absolutely no sense to me. It's like, so if you make a tackle, you're not allowed to hit the player as well. Yeah. You know, cleanly. How, how are you meant to do that? Who was it? Was it was it Chris Waddle on commentary? I thought it was Peter Drury. I can't, I can't remember who it was on, on commentary, but the no. whole thing was pissing me off. Because he was so biased. I couldn't believe it when he was saying, don't look at the foot, look at the shin. Like, just don't look at the part which kicks the ball. Yeah. The main fucking part, you twat. <laughs> Um, it wasn't Steve McManaman, which could have been even worse. Um, yeah, I've got, uh, I've despised this incident, man. I say it every week, but the, the penalty, the penalty for handball under the rules, it was handball. Like, 
all of them have been given this season. Well, ninety percent of them have been given this season. Yeah. And and the keep the, the Johnstone one was the most obvious. Yeah, he came way off as well. Like that wasn't that wasn't slightly controversial. Like both his feet jumped a, a yard off the line. Like the commentator again at that was saying, "Oh, it's harsh." I was like, he's literally jumped over half a yard off his line. Like, what do you want them to do, you fucking mong? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I can't, I can't, I'm a gripe against the commentator. Didn't you? To find out how he was commentating. Because he needs to be up there with Stephen Manaman at this point. Because he was, I was actually stressed out. Sure. I was stressed oh, listening to it. Uh, yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, looking back, none of those decisions were wrong. Yeah, it's always no matter how harsh the by the letter of the law, every one of them is a uh, what was given. Because it's United, it's always going to be controversial. Because everyone hates how many penalties we get. Yeah, but when, but when the decisions are correct just, you just can't argue with it true very <laughs> true um that was a very interesting conversation we now go on to um the quick fire round this week it's uh right backs we did predictions last week or whenever we lasted it this time it's right backs uh there's only a few uh most of them are obvious because it's quite hard comparing uh the right backs so quick fire who you think's better Trent Alexander-Arnold or Danny Carvajal? Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah, Alexander-Arnold. Yeah, I've got Alexander-Arnold. Pavard, Benjamin Pavard or Hakimi? Hakimi, 100%. Pavard is shit. There's a reason he got relegated with Stuttgart in 2018, uh, 2019. To be fair, I only put him because he's the bottom right back. I'd say Hakimi as well, to be fair. Does Pavard even start? Pavard doesn't even start. Pavard is so unbelievable. He, he does in the Champions League, I think. He's I was going to put Hakimi, but he's more of a like, midfielder now, and a defensive midfielder. I quite like Hakimi as well. I was surprised when uh, Real Madrid let him leave. Hmm. He's on loan, isn't he? No, they let him leave. No, he was on loan to Dortmund, but I'm pretty sure he went permanently. Oh, is it permanent? Yeah. Well, I, I think so anyway. I'm, I could be wrong. Yeah, I've gone Hakimi as well. Um... The battle of the former Tottenham right backs, Carl Walker or Kieran Trippier? Um, I think Carl Walker's Kyle massively Walker, underrated. Yeah. yeah, I think Carl Walker's underrated as well. I think he's yeah, he's a great player. Although yeah. Trippier has improved since uh, since leaving Spurs, to be fair to him. Mm. Yeah, he's done well out in uh in Spain. He's, he's fitted Simeone's system quite well. Yeah, but I'll have to go with Kyle Walker on that one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Walker as well. Uh Wamba Saka or Ricardo Pereira? Um, Wan Bissaka. This is close, but I'm just going to go Wan Bissaka. Well, when when is Pereira going to play football again? When he's on, uh, I think the new year. Because I, I do really like him. He's sort of got everything. I'm a bit yeah. fan of this. I'm just jealous because he's Portuguese and we don't have him. <laughs> You'll probably get him eventually. It's fine. Yeah, don't it's worry about it. Speaking of Portuguese Wolves right backs. Or just Portuguese in general. Nelson Semedo or uh, Cancelo? Nelson Semedo. I'm going to go Cancelo. Oh, come on, man. Nelson Semedo. When I watched Wolves against Southampton, the, the main thing that stood out to me, I thought, fuck me, Semedo's shite. No, he's, he's actually not. He was unlucky to be caught out for that goal. Um, well, obviously he wasn't. It was shit defending. But that's the only instance of shit defending from him I saw in that match. I think he's yeah, actually very good. Win the game. 
Um, he's still got quite a few years left in him, so we'll see what we can do. I think I he's a good gym yet, but I just remember watching the Southampton game and he kept losing the ball and he just didn't look great. I just, I just right. I expected so much room when he came into Wolves. I think you were probably focusing on the bad parts of his game. I don't think he links up with Dharma as well as Doherty, but I think that can be worked on. Yeah, I mean, I'm disappointed with him so far. Okay, I expected more. Yeah, I, I expected a little bit more, but I think he's an adequate replacement for Doherty. Yeah, it'll probably it'll it'll it'll, it'll come good, but I'm yeah, gonna go with uh, Cancelo. I quite I quite like Cancelo to be honest. Yeah, very versatile. Tom. Um, Matt Doherty or Hector Bellerin? Wait, who did you, wait, wait. Who did you have, Charlie? Uh, I went Cancelo. Just. Cancelo. Oh yeah, because you're vanilla. Doherty or Bellerin? Doherty. Doherty, Bellerin, shine. Yeah, Doherty as well. Bellerin tried to get on my cousin, so Doherty. <laughs> Bellerin, Bellerin's funny to be fair. Right. Uh, oh, and Lamptey or Reese James? I'm going to say Reese James, but I like Lamptey. I thought I thought Jamie was actually going to say Lamptey. <laughs> no, no. I'm pretty sure, sure Reese James was the best right back in England. Uh, England's best right back. The other week. Well, he talks about Lamptey so much that I was just thinking, I thought he was actually going to go for Lamptey. If but... I would have said Lamptey then, that would have been, um, yeah, that would have been a big L. Yeah, I've got Rich James yeah. as well. I think it's fairly obvious that one. But yeah. Lamptey is good. Yeah, I, I like him. But, you know, Max? James, guys, guys. Um, I'm going to go for Lamptey. Fuck off. Lamptey. It's just to be different. Yeah. Um, that was it. Brilliant. We don't have to touch right backs again. <laughs> <laughs> What's Charlie been doing this way? Well, well, uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like Wemba Saka. <laughs> oh, just shut up. Um, oh, can I do a? Can I do a? Um, can I do a bonus one? Um, go for it. Prime Antonio Valencia or Prime Antonio Valencia. Cafu. Antonio <laughs> Valencia. James is a secret Antonio Valencia lover. World Cups, man. Come on, you can't be saying. I love Antonio Valencia. Where's this come from? It did not. Fuck, you you tell me you don't love him. Oh, no, I love him, but I didn't expect you to have such a deep passion for him. Beautiful. Absolutely love him. (laughs) He was one of my favourite players for so long. I don't know why I loved him so much. That was our Cristiano Ronaldo replacement. Remember that. That's, that's not great for you. Oh, Bebe that. was your Cristiano Ronaldo no, replacement. No, that season we signed Michael Owen to replace Tevez and uh, Valencia to start to replace Ronaldo. <laughs> remember only at Man United. I think I was ten years old at the time, and I remember seeing them both stood there. I said to my dad uh, about Valencia, I was like, "So is that our Ronaldo replacement?" And he was like, uh, "He like just disappointed. He just went, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> And that's just when it started going downhill for United. Yeah. But no, I love Antonio Valencia. I thought he was great at right back as well. Every oh. now and then you find a little Man United gem that Jamie absolutely loves. Valencia. <laughs> you have no idea. If Valencia is not one of them for you, then. Uh, oh, no, I, I like Valencia. You know, not as much as you, but. He's just a very, just, just a big cunt as well. He's a very large man. <laughs> Admire him. Brilliant. Um, there you go. You found you found out one of my one of my loved players. I know I know who your favourite player is though, and it's close to mine as well. 
Um, oh no, is it Ian Henderson, formerly of Rochdale? I've got about nine favourite players at this point. Oh, you told me it was Nanny. Oh, oh yeah, of all time, it's Nanny by far. Oh, of all time, my favourite player is probably R9. Fair enough. I feel like, I feel like if you're going to have someone in there of your all-time favourite player, it has to be someone that you watched, like, yeah, whilst you... Definitely. Like, just someone you watch live. I don't know, because R9's different, isn't he? Like, he's just amazing. Yeah, to be fair, you can watch a lot. We, I mean, the only thing you can watch with him is, like, fucking YouTube highlights and shit. Mm. And I'm, not, I'm not comparing R9 to Dan oh, James, but even Dan James looks good on YouTube. Yeah, but to say like your favorite player of all time is someone that you never actually watched. Yeah, no, I understand that. But, Dan um, James is gonna love listening back to this podcast. If you know. it, yeah, <laughs> Dan James an this podcast. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure that all the United players get down on a weekend and before every game, he just listens to a delay kick up and goes, "I'm going to prove that Jamie boy wrong. I'm going to prove him." today <laughs> every time Wan-Bissaka has a good performance you know why <laughs> yeah um I'm just, just waiting for him to to set a score a goal and celebrate while lifting up his shirt to reveal the top underneath saying fuck you Jamie Ogden <laughs> <laughs> I hope he goes on a, I hope he goes on a run now I, I hope he I hope he comes on to part I don't yeah. I don't hate Dan James I don't want him to do shit he just is shit <laughs> one of the best goals in Champions League this week yeah <laughs> <laughs> I saw because I didn't even have the game on at that point and I saw the notification that it went 4-1 so I put it on to see the goal and I saw it was Dan James but I already knew Dan James had scored because I saw Charlie message the chat and I was like that notification is definitely going to be Charlie saying Dan James has scored yeah <laughs> I, I, I turned it off when he came on and just put PSG in Leipzig on. When him and Brendan Williams came on, I just thought, I don't, I don't have to do that to myself. That's, that's the end. I yeah. Just, I don't have to watch. Why would I put myself through watching that? Because he's fucking shite. Although he could come in now. Hopefully he does. Prove me wrong, Dan. <laughs> do it for the delay kickoff podcast. Yeah. Um... I want to be in the mud. <laughs> You spend a lot of time in there, don't worry. Uh, the final question. I've never taken an L in my life. Um, last football opinions here. The best is Bruno Fernandes. This is the big question now, even though we'll spend about one minute talking about it. Is Bruno Fernandes the best midfielder in the world at the moment? We're not going to say no. ever. Or... No. We should really start doing the big question at the start. Yeah, we should because it's going to be. The big question is the main talking point. <laughs> you spend about about a minute on it. We save all the good shit for the end. I was, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, ones we do need to uh, detail. But the, to be fair, the news you do want to like touch the news is sort of like let's do that first. Yeah, I reckon the big question should come before the results. I reckon the big question is a nice thing to how we actually like. structure the thing. I think we should just leave the scores out because we spend so much time talking about everything else, I think we just skip to conversation. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon we, fuck, we fuck off the results. Yeah, yeah. I think we do, because everyone knows it. No one comes here to watch television. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe, like, only massive results. Yeah, but we said that last time. And like... Well, we talk, we, you discuss the games a bit. Yeah, but because you support Wolves, you have to include Wolves as a relevant results every week. Well, yeah, because they are <laughs> massive. They are a massive team. 
<laughs> people people definitely just skip over the wall section. God, yeah. People probably just skip over the entire book. Yeah. They should they just go to bloody Jamie yeah. talking about Antonio Valencia. Yeah, they're here for Antonio and nothing else. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna make the I'm just gonna make the thumbnail Antonio Valencia in like some holy spirit life. Yeah, title this the Antonio Valencia fan. Um What's anyway, that? is Bruno Fernandez the best current best midfielder in the world currently? Yes. No. Oh, Who's God. better? Kevin De Bruyne. Fuck uh, off. On some current form. Casemiro. Currently not. Because he's obviously not the best. Ah, come on, Kante. We're talking about currently. We're not talking about a year ago. We're talking about currently. Kante. Why? He's doing (laughs) so much better this season. The reason Chelsea have done so well recently is because of N'Golo Kante. Give up Bruno Fernandes has literally since he joined United has been consistently doing this. Like the, the this the numbers that he pulls out. What is it? It's like 31 goal contributions. Yeah, but if we're not looking at stats, then it is Kante, like without a doubt. Yeah, but stats are a very crucial part of an attacker. Yeah, I know, but Kante, Kante is better at his role and more crucial to Chelsea than Fernandez is to United. Not recently. No, I would say recently he is. Like they, the reason they've done so well defensively recently, it's not because they've well, got yeah, Edouard Mendy in goal. It's because Kante's actually been put in his proper position. The past four games? No, like the past 15. No. They're unbeaten in 15 now. So Chelsea have been good defensively the past 15 games? Yeah. They've been better defensively than they were at the start of the season. That's because Lampard started playing Kante in his proper the, position. The season's not even 15 games long yet. No, it is. They're unbeaten in 15... Honestly, I promise you, they're unbeaten in 15 games. Yeah, but their defensive record before that United game was... Oh, yeah, it was a bit woeful, but... Yeah, you just said they've been good defensively since the start of the season because of Kansas. Well, they've been... They've they've looked better defensively since the part... Since their unbeaten run began, which is when Lampard started playing. Being better than Fernandes this season the last four games. Nah, of not of the last four games over the over the season overall, I think he's been better. That, that, is, that is complete shit. Nah, it's not. You look at you look at United, Jeff. Fernandez has scored. Yeah, he only scores penalties anyway. So right, no. You see, that is the point where I know. <laughs> that, <laughs> right, yeah, I was taking a piss at that point. That, but, um, that, that but was nah, fishing for the like, but but no, honestly, I do think Kante is far more crucial to Chelsea than Bruno Fernandes is to United. No, I no longer think this is a serious debate. I genuinely <laughs> believe this is. No, no, no. This no, is no. a question that has to be answered, and I'm going to answer it with Ingolo Kante. Kevin De Bruyne has been off the boil recently, so I don't think he's in the conversation at the minute. Um, Jack Grealish is up there. See, see, I don't know what to say now, because I don't know if this is... This oh, is this is this is very real. I'll I'll interject here and say that um, for me, the best midfielder in the world, like just like taking form out of it, just the best midfielder in the world is De Bruyne. But on form, oh, what do you say? Taking form out of it? Yeah, just if oh, everyone, yeah. taking form out of it, it's easily De Bruyne. Yeah, oh, in the world, taking form. But at the moment, Bruno is better is better than De Bruyne on yeah. form. I'm sorry, it's Kante for me. I believe you said Kante's more I'm, I'm, Chelsea than Bruno. Is after, mate, you're lucky after Matinho's performance on Monday. I'm not saying Matinho because he was the best player on the pitch. I can't believe you're saying Kante's more informed to Chelsea than Bruno is to United. Well, he is because they're so defensively solid now. and that, He's such a massive part of that. It's like your attack. 
Your we attack got like more solid. In the league, Bruno came in and we finished third. Your attack became more... Yeah, but looking at this season, yeah? Your attack became more solid when you signed Fernandez or when you've got Fernandez playing this season. It literally took Chelsea looks so that. much more solid and promising when Kante plays. It, no, it, it doesn't make that much of a difference. Kante isn't nine positions. You, he protects the defence, so he's so good at his job, honestly. I'm, I'm telling you, it's Kante, mate. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that. He's well up there, but in terms of who's more important... I'd, I'd 100% say it's Kante. I'm sorry. They're yeah, very different players to compare. I think, I think we need to agree to disagree because otherwise we'd be here all night. Yeah, we're very different is already at like one hour and 22 minutes. They're very different players, yeah. So, well, I was meant to be going back to sleep at three. I, I, th- I think attacking-wise, Fernandez, yes, you is come the best midfielder in the world at the minute. But overall, I think Kante probably is. I feel like, I feel like we will be here all day if I keep this going. Yeah. I, I, th- no. I can't deny that Kante is class, but I feel like the uh, Kante is more important to Chelsea than Fernandez is to United coming. That's got me going a bit. It, it's wow. not. It's not the worst thing you've ever said. No, I'm not going to get back to sleep now because I'm going to be thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> just be staring at the wall like, what the hell? Just <laughs> go around his house and see like pictures up of Kante's spattering on the wall, and he's going to have flashbacks every time Kante's involved. Yeah. Um, but... no, no, nothing against Kante. It's, it's all. This is all Max. Yeah, <laughs> sleepless nights thinking about Max. But, uh, you've got a Kante agenda now. No, I have a Max. Of course, the Kante agenda. I have a Max agenda. So I, I will <laughs> say day one. Right, yeah. So Max no, is going no. Max hasn't been that bad since I came on the podcast. To be fair, no, I've, 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 I've said more. I've, I've toned it down a bit because I feel like if I come out with a lot of more ridiculous results, then we'd actually be here for like three hours, and That's I don't think people want to listen to a three-hour podcast. This is the first. I think this is the first controversial debate we've had together. Oh, mate, you should. Uh, no, we've had loads. You come out with loads, mate. No, but in terms of heated debates between me and Max, are you for, oh, are yeah. you forgetting the Aston Villa goal line technology? Yeah, mate. Yeah, come exactly. on, that, was... that was the last one. <laughs> this that was is the last done. one I could think of. I feel like Charlie back and just just watches whenever this happens. I I I, I actually sit back on my chair and just like this this, this, this is what we want. Goes like. <laughs> Um, but for me, he is at the so, moment. So, Charlie, who's more? Who do you think more is more important to their team? What Bruno to United or Kante to Chelsea? Yeah, Bruno to United. Thank you. But I, I think, I think it's closer than your thing is, potential yeah. thinking, Jamie. You two are saying this as United fans. Yeah. But yeah. Which you gives want, me more. I'm I'm on a new. I'm a, I'm on an unbiased point of view here, so I've got more. Yeah, but if you watch both of the teams, you're Chelsea, never on an unbiased view. You have so many hatreds. I, mate, I'm everything you talk about has a bias in Bruno because he's Portuguese. No, this is a this is this is a fact, right? Chelsea still look good without Kante. United look complete shit without Bruno. Is that not a fact? Um, no. We look for, when when Chelsea have still got a midfield of what Mount Kovacic and Jorginho. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's shit. You you got to put Kante in there. They still do very well, but if United have got a midfield of McTominay, Fred, and Jesse Lingard, we're fucking awful. No, I'd, I'd actually argue that. Um, point Pogba's doing fuck all as like well. Fred Guard. 
Like with with, with fucking. No, you put put Matic in there and stick Fred at Cam. Get fucked. We've had the call. <laughs> no, you stick McTominay at left wing. You'd be all right. Right. Yep. Yeah, cheers for listening. Why, why would we? Why would we stick McTominay at left Charlie, wing? Where we can easily go and sign Campwell. Charlie, do you want to shout out, shout out your socials? Um, Jamie's taking control of the end. Um, yeah, at Charlie Griffith one on Twitter and at Delay Kickoff one on Twitter. Max um, can promote the Instagram because there's so much activity on it. Oh, mate, you know what? I'm actually going to post something on there today. Post about Maradona. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, don't follow Max. Oh, mate, <laughs> follow him for on. more Kante. I was only joking about the Fredrik Cam comment. I play him. No, no, actually, hang on. One sec. I'd just like to reignite this. You play Van der Cam, right? No. No, nah, go on, that'll work. We don't play Van der Beek in camp. You don't play Van der Beek at all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Van der Beek's probably our best player at the moment. And, um, hmm. fucking, yeah, well, not behind Bruno, obviously. Bruno's excluded because he's the best player in the world. But... Whoa! Not the best player in the world. <laughs> that's, no, that's too that belongs far. To Messi at the minute. <laughs> he's probably above Messi at the minute. To be yeah, clear. he probably is above Messi at the minute. Messi's been awful recently. I'm not sure why, but... Yeah, I think the next big one of the best players be, in the world at the moment. Who uh, is the best player in the world? Because it, it, it's very open at the minute. We've done that. Mm. Uh, no, I, I, I've, got, because... I've got a slightly controversial one that uh, I'm thinking of. Honestly, I was thinking of Erling Haaland. I can't lie. Yeah, I was That's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of fucking five goals a game. Oh Christ! Does that make me vanilla? Because I've had the same idea as Chaz. Yeah. Someone put on Twitter the other day that he scored like fucking. Uh, 71 goals from 90 shots and I sent it to Key and I was like surely that's bollocks and it turned out it was actually bollocks it was? no it, it was um 71 goals from 90 shots on target not just 90 shots in general oh I was going to say yeah no, that's... That. How yeah. Can you has Key recovered from uh, the Everton loss to United yet? Uh, yeah he has now because they lose again. again at the weekend no they beat Fulham 3-2 yeah, he scraped oh, past them in the end yeah but yeah, we did beat them. Ancelotti's job's on the line, so. <laughs> right. Um, thank you all for uh, listening to this. Um... At Maximus Oliver on Twitter for the best football opinions. Piss off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might get a petition going um, to remove you. <laughs> get a poll. Get a poll, <laughs> oh, Max, in or out. <laughs> oh, no, I, I was talking about a poll of fucking... <laughs> Bruno Fernandes can say but yeah well, right. that, that's, that, that's going to be 100 it won't be 100% because Max will get his like five different accounts to bloody vote can say I'll take a max out though yeah right, Max I'll, can't I'll, I'll put a max out poll now I'm just going to put it, yeah, it's going to the poll's going to go out before this goes out and it's just going to be so out of context if, Ma- if Max if, uh, if Max wasn't here this would be the most vanilla podcast you've ever seen in your life yeah, it would, to be fair. I'm, I'm like the dynamite. Yeah, it'd just be me. Actually, if I wasn't there, it'd just be a Man United podcast. It'd just be yeah. me pulling out opinions and Charlie just agreeing with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but... It would okay. just be the United stands. It would just be the United stand. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? No, it would be a bit better. We're not, we're not, we're not like Mark Goldbridge. No. I love Mark Goldbridge. Purely for the pain he brings to you two. 
Oh, to be fair, yeah, I was I, I was listening to quite a bit last week. When United have won, I like listening to it. But when United have lost, he he, he talks complete shit. Yeah. yeah. Like what? When United win, he's like, don't get carried away. He does non-football stuff, which is good. As a person, he's 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 funny, but his opinions are a bit. Yeah. All over the place. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening to episode whatever of the delay kick podcast the antonio valencia love appreciation special we've literally tried to end this podcast about 12 times <laughs> that's a new record oh. um and we will see you next time take care bye bye right, i'll put the polls up on twitter